The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. And to all the little girls who are watching this, never doubt that you are valuable and powerful and deserving of every chance and opportunity in the world to pursue and achieve your own dreams. We didn't think we'd be here, <laughs> did we? We're all crying <laughs> instantly, welled up with tears. Um, this is an emergency on the rag because a very bad thing happened on Wednesday and now we're kind of having to pick up the pieces mm. because America, America made a huge mistake and we're all feeling it, right? Even today, it's Friday, so the election mm. was Wednesday night for us. We've had two sleeps. Yeah. One and, and a half, really. One and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still not, not feeling great, eh? Yeah. I have actually slept very soundly the past two nights because I have gotten blotto drunk both nights. <laughs> I think that's a that really helps. good approach. I tried that, but then about three in the morning I wake up going, oh, ah, I'm no longer comatose. I'm, uh, yeah. But it turns out all three of us are feeling quite under the weather today in a sort of a flu kind of way. So we've chosen to call it Trump flu. Trump flu. We've all got it. Yeah. Everyone's got it. And I'm full of snot. It's not a hangover. My hands are tiny. <laughs> My hands have got really small. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, you're turning orange. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> um, yeah, we're gonna try and get some laughs out of this today, but <laughs> it's really hard, right? We've all just been kind of speechless and yeah, stumbling around. Um, if you're listening to this for the first time, by the way, hello, thank you for for coming along. Um, I'm Alex Casey, joined always by Leonie Hayden of Mana Magazine, Kia ora. and and Otia Mainstay, and Michelle Court. Hello, who's who's Looking back to years. Yep. Yeah, so this is very kind of raw and strange and it can't be really be as slick, slick <laughs> as <laughs> usual. <laughs> we usually very uh, professional. We knee slide in here with a little uh, sound effects and whatnot. So, yeah, where do we want to start? I, I think I just want to talk about how we're feeling because that's all I've been talking about with everyone yeah. the whole time. Um, I didn't actually stick around to hear the final results. So we had been listening and watching all day here at work. And when it got to about 93% probability that the orange monster would win, that was about roughly the end of a working day. So I went, okay, that's enough for me. And I went Mm -hmm. home and I did not look at a screen for the next probably four hours. What did you do instead? Uh, so I was at home alone, which was probably a good thing. My partner was working and, um, 
the first thing I actually did. So I am like a big musicals nerd. <laughs> and weirdly, the thing I wanted to do was sort of be reminded, I guess, of like the last time that I also felt some kind of inkling that America might be a great place. Like mm. not just something that was American that I like, but a thing that actually for the first time in a long time I had tapped into that that patriotic feeling that Americans claim to have all the fucking time. And um, and that was like the, the soundtrack to the Broadway musical Hamilton, which if you're not familiar with it, it's a, a retelling of the story of one of the founding fathers, um, but it was uh, written for the stage by a Latino immigrant and the entire cast and crew more or less is um, African-American. So it was sort of like this retelling of American history um, but incredibly contemporary and it was something that I thought like all Americans had sort of like welcomed with arms wide open and I at the time when I was listening to it it was like well this is a very hopeful mm. future for this country like this soundtrack and this cast and this phenomenon is a real so that this is where this country is heading so I listened to that and I baked cookies and <laughs> drank. <laughs> are these these I cookies had, or are these? Yeah, oh. the cookies we're eating right now. And I had <laughs> like wrung the last couple of drops out of a bottle of wine when my partner came in the door, and I was just <laughs> sitting on the floor with my glass of wine, with my head basically on the speaker, just like belting oh. out a show tune. <laughs> That's great. That's so, yeah, that's what I did on Wednesday night. I wish I had done something like that. I was just glued to all screens, mm. four or five, <laughs> phone, computer, TV, like, and then ended up going over to uh, Big Boss Duncan Greaves' house of a spinoff because it's that kind of thing where I was, you know, as I think everyone's been, there was just a giant period of denial. I was watching The Needle, but I was like, I was like, hey, the funny thing about me is I don't know how these votes work when they get counted. So that could swing back any time, right? That's how it works, you know? And it's just keep going, keep going, keep going, and then you'd refresh it. And sometimes if you're watching the New York Times live needle, it would go back to Hillary because it would be like the cache data from however many hours ago. And then you'd go, oh, my God. And then it would swing. And it would swing so hard. That's so stressful. To the red zone. I know. It was, was not a good way to be experiencing it. Um, and then you kind of make that decision. I realized I went home. And me and my boyfriend watching the TV and you're kind of like, this is, this is like, this is 9-11, you know, yeah. this is one of those historic moments and yeah. I need to be with more people right now. Like, yeah. <laughs> just so I know that there's some humans out there because it seems like the world's been overtaken by evil slug lords. Yeah. I put, I put my pajamas on on <clears throat> Tuesday night and I uh, took them off Thursday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> So we cleared the day. My partner and I had uh, cleared Wednesday. We said no to any work or any events, anything, so that we could watch this historic moment together because we love politics and we love America. <laughs> Hand on heart, love America. You know, we're big baseball fans and we go to New Orleans and and it's uh, every year and it's my favourite place in the world. New Orleans is its own country. Thank God, everything Republican. Anyway, so um, so uh, and I tried not because I got the Trump flu. I tried not to drink, um, but by five o'clock I had to start. So I started with Aperol spritz cocktails, and mm. but and that tremendous sense of 
disbelief, like you watching the needle and, and you know, we were messaging each other and mm. I was saying, calm down, it's okay. It, you know, it always looks bad for the Democrats in the middle of the count and then they come yeah. back, you know, it starts off good and then it goes bad and then it comes back. And, yeah, like you, just seeing how it, it wasn't coming back. But we stay glued to, we watch CNN, Fox, Al Jazeera, we kept flipping between them. I stopped being able to watch Fox um, after a while because it was just too horrific. So many graphics on that screen. Oh, and just <laughs> and graphically horrible human beings. <laughs> oh, what are they for? And yeah, by about uh, 10 o'clock maybe, um, watch Trump do his concession. His <clears throat> concession. I wish. <laughs> his acceptance speech and, and thought he looked tired and confused. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck. I'd won? Yeah, I'd, what do oh, I do now? That's not, that wasn't the plan. I won, I won the election that I was about to accuse everyone of rigging. Yeah, I'm now shit. The, oh, I'm the star of the TV show, but apparently the show isn't over. This is not yeah. the final yeah. episode. This like, is can the, I fire myself? Yeah, like, this is just the fucking <laughs> pilot. And, yeah. then, and then we watched Suits because oh, I wanted yeah. to, we watched Suits a lot, and I wanted to remember back to, thousands and thousands of years ago, like Tuesday, when America looked mm. like a place where you could imagine yourself being and wanting to be there. Mm. 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 So those were our immediate reactions. I mean, how much do we want to talk about the ins and outs of kind of why he won? We we know we now know. basically what happened and who came out in droves yeah. and who, who, who didn't. And I was, mean, about half the country didn't vote. Um. And then a lot of people that voted for him chose to do so because they no longer believed believe in the political system. Mm-hmm. I mean, essentially, my takeaway from this is he he is the vote of no confidence in the right. system. Yeah, he is a real person with real beliefs, and yeah. the people that do know how to help him do his job are actually potentially more dangerous than he is because. They're the ones that will be enacting his insane policies and mm-hmm. upholding those crazy backwards values. Yeah, it was a vote not just against the Democrats. It was a vote against the Republicans. It was a vote against the whole system. Yeah. They, and they chose a TV star who says outrageous things because that's fun and entertaining and easy and he makes really simple promises. Yeah. Um, I, you know what, though, I was less ready for how emotional I felt that we almost and when I say we I mean the world and mm. you know the, yeah, the global community almost had uh, a woman as president and I didn't quite realize how much I wanted that mm. I'm exactly the same oh there goes my voice there's Trump it's Trump in the old throat <coughs> um <laughs> I Ooh, I think I it's like we spent so much time <laughs> No, that's oh my god! I, know, I, I just realised. Yeah, I made that really dirty and shared it. Sorry, sorry, people. Look, we had. To... Oh, I feel even sicker now. Um, I think it's like the world, the media, everyone. We spent so much time focusing on Trump and whatever Trump was doing, what he was saying, the yeah. crazy shit he was up to, the scary shit he was up to. We forgot we were actually on the cusp of that. Like, it was only until she gave her concession speech and said those beautiful things that we played at the start of the podcast that I just burst into tears yeah. mm. and I was just lying there being like if we just can throw this away and how long is it going to take yeah. for another woman to ever get mm. that close to, to you know if they look at her experience her time her everything 
who can who can deliver something like that? Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama. I would really like that though. I I after spending eight years watching her husband be paralysed by the Senate and Congress, I'm not sure that she'd be up for giving another four plus four years yeah, to the American country. Probably deserves better than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like some fun. Yeah. She can yeah. probably do better things. But yeah, but yeah, I think I think that's a that's a helpful thing to hold on to is that I think that Michelle Obama could do that really quickly. Mm-hmm. So all is not lost for for women who want to break through a glass ceiling. Yeah, and then not just in the presidency, but I was also just kind of lamenting for, you know, why would any woman aspire to do anything after this? Yeah, you know. She has the, mm. the goal, this goal of her career that she did everything right for and whatever. Uh, you know, I don't actually, I know that there are bad things about Hillary or whatever, whatever, but when you're faced with Trump as your opponent and you still lose. And and I'm going to stand up and say there aren't that many bad things about her. I find it, you know, so it's so frustrating, you know, criminal Hillary. She's never been convicted of a crime, but it's mm. bullshit. She's the most scrutinised woman ever, a scrutinised politician ever in the history of politics. She's had so many things thrown at her and none of them have ever stuck. She might have some men in her world who are a bit fucked, looking at you, Bill, but but she's not a bad person by any means. And in fact, she's a really good person. She's done extraordinary things in the uh, Secretary of State and, you know, just... So much good stuff has done. She, but she was always portrayed as a woman with baggage. And I dare anybody to tell me that I'm wrong when I say that if she'd been a man, she mm. would have been a man with experience, not mm. a woman with baggage. Fuck you. Yeah, 100%. And may have won. So, yeah. Well, I don't know. Do we want to say Maybe. would have? <laughs> well, I mean, it certainly bears analysis. I mean, there are a lot of people commenting sort of black and white that, that is absolutely the case that she mm. lost because she is a woman. I don't think it's that black and white myself, but I do definitely think it played a huge part in her losing this this election. Mm. Huge. Mm. I mean, I mean, one of the most interesting outcomes I think is the percentage of you know, you've seen this sort of graphic of the um, the gender and um, ethnicity breakdown mm-hmm. of those that did vote, and fifty three percent of white women voted for Donald Trump and I think that I was not maybe quite as prepared to accept the internalized misogyny of Mm -hmm. women everywhere Mm -hmm. I mean I see comments occasionally on my Facebook from people that I know and I'm friends with about young women that don't wear much clothes and the sort of this weird victim blaming that still happens that comes from women but when you see sort of a figure that huge and terrifying Mm -hmm. Uh, it does make you realise um, how far we've got to go uh, mm. as far as, like, proving to other women that they're worth more than that. That, yeah, internalised misogyny, I feel like, is a is a somehow a bigger battle than, than male misogyny. Yeah, it's yeah. stealthy. It is. It's stealthy and it's ingrained and it's, it's a part of, and because you're a woman you can't be misogynistic or something, like, maybe that's, Mm. how a lot of these women feel, but it's just sort of like to for a woman to vote for a man that has admitted to these things is unconscionable. I know. I thought I thought we'd have some kind of spidey sense to each other, you know? I yeah. thought everyone had that. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were all on the same page. 
So it just makes me think, and you know, the other sort of revelation from the breakdown of uh, um, of voters is that essentially this working class that were supporting him didn't actually exist. It was mm-hmm. overwhelmingly a white middle class. Um, and so essentially uh, middle America voted to return to values of the 1950s, of the 1960s, where that white middle class way of life was the dominant way of life and potentially that group of people felt like progress was pushing them to the fringes and to the sidelines and this is sort of a backlash to progress. Mm. So, I mean, I don't think in the end that people voted along the lines of gender. I think they voted overwhelmingly along the lines of social class. Yeah, mm. yeah, and, and race. They, they and voted race. for nostalgia. And they also, I think, so often have misinterpreted what's going on that that the the wealth of the country is being sucked up by the swamp in Washington when in fact what they're dealing with, them what the the working poor and the white middle class Americans are dealing with is what fucking capitalism is. They're dealing with what globalization is. Mm. If you know, it is entirely within the capitalist structure to send jobs out of the country where you pay your workers less. Mm. And that's so that's what capitalism does. So you end up with not enough jobs and you end up with homelessness and you end up having kids who have master's degrees and work in a job that they're way overqualified for for fifteen dollars an hour because that's what capitalism does. Mm-hmm. That's that's exactly how it works. Yeah. And suddenly you're going, but it didn't used to be like that. No, that's because <laughs> capitalism was 60 years younger than it is now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's another big thing as well when you cut it down those different lines is the, also the generational vote. Yeah. That millennials rule Hillary. So it's just like I feel like if anything, if we are looking for silver linings <laughs> here, it's that I think people are going to start realizing the intersection of all these different things. Yeah. You know, generation, class, race, gender. It fucking matters. Yeah. You know, yeah. if only black women had voted in the election, we would have Hillary as the, yeah. as the president, and that like says a lot. I think, and it's really hopeful to think that if only young people had voted. Yeah. We probably would have Hillary because that's that's where you head to. You know, the rest of them are going to die. I'm sorry to be rude, but you know, eventually they go yeah. away. You just have to wait. Yeah, but but what what can be done? In, <laughs> just have to wait what it can out. be done in that time? You know, I don't think we have enough time to wait. No, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so yeah, and then so obviously there was this whole end of days. It had happened. <laughs> there was this immediate fallout. Yeah, but over the past two days, something. Very, very scary is coming out on social media, which is all these reports of just people saying, this happened to me at a petrol station. This happened to me in my classroom. Um, I was just looking at one that was a woman had gone back to her dorm at, I guess, college or whatever, and her dorm mate had, she's Mexican, I think, and had split their room and had built a wall (coughs) in her room and said, you don't cross this. And it's not a joke, you know. This is coming out everywhere to everyone, and even here we're starting to see little comments off the cuff, people on the street. And this is what it's awoken. This has awoken something yeah. terrifying in everybody. He's enabled, you know, yeah. Yeah, every hateful okay. thing to come out. And, you know, he's been accused of sexual assault and he's a president. That was his aspiration and he still got it. So what about someone who doesn't have those kinds of aspirations, who's yeah. got less to lose? Are they going to give a shit about, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> grabbing someone by anything? Yeah. Or worse? Yeah. 
I don't know. It's, social media has been a scary place because I'm feeling I've read some incredible <coughs> things, some that we'll probably talk about and some that we've shared on On The Rag. I'm but, also really horrified by the people who have suddenly, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I'm not crying now. I've just got something in my throat. It's probably cookie. Um, but people suddenly, people who have been really quiet on Facebook suddenly coming out being apologists for Trump or even people who have <clears throat> not supported him in the past who are now going, oh, he'll be all right and, and, you know, you get what you deserve and this is democracy and everybody calm down and mm. minimising our reaction to it, which is not helpful. But but also it's that thing again where you scratch down and find out that people are not who you thought they were. Mm. You know, the, the mask comes off and there's a lizard inside. Yeah. <laughs> Scary, scary lizard. I even, I was at yesterday and we went to the MediaWorks uh, 2017 launch and there was just, you know, you start to see everything differently. Like um, the MC, it was Jeremy Corbett, I guess I can just say that because it was him, came out and like, see the joke, he was like, hello boys and girls in the LGBT community. And I didn't know what that joke meant anymore. You know, I don't know where the yeah. jokes are. I don't know if that was about Trump or not or if it was about PC culture or, if, or what it was. You know, it's just everything suddenly yeah. starts to shift. And then there were a few other things, you know, Paul Henry got on stage and spoke, obviously, which is like, hello, there's a little Trump in all of us. And <laughs> then we went outside and this was at the Northern Club. And if you if you know about swanky places in Auckland, which I didn't, um, this was kind of a, a very elite gentleman's kind of old boys association club which women weren't even allowed to be in until quite recently and I walked in there and there's a fucking old white guy in a trump hat and I was just like oh Ooh, and he like and, and, and I think like someone said something to him and he kind of just raised his glass and did a cheers across the room at us and I was just like get the fuck out of here like how can you even do Why that now someone put you in that situation seems <laughs> <laughs> just unsafe yeah, unsafe yeah just like, oh, and then I you just, had to sit under a giant picture of Thane Kirby. There was a giant, yeah, and it was flashing. And I was just like, I was having one of those big, you know, when you like start to see the threads holding the universe together. Yeah, and I yeah, was like, yeah. oh my God, he's fucking everywhere. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and you know, and Kirby, Paul Henry, man <laughs> in a trial. <laughs> it's like that terrifying scene from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That's what that sounds like. Yeah, so, so, so what it does is it shifts your perception of what the world is like. Or, or, yeah. or opens a curtain onto a bit of the world that you haven't seen before. So, so you, you, what we all have to do is make sure that we keep talking to each other and reaffirming to each other that um, you know we believe in kindness and goodness and, and um, inclusiveness and tolerance and all of those things. So, there's a fantastic piece on the Onion this morning. I find the Onion a really useful way to start my day because I get what the news <laughs> events have been, but I get them with some comedy attached. Yeah, and so there's a really nice piece this morning saying. Um, that uh, a survey has been done, um, some analysis has been done, and it is still not okay for anybody anywhere at any time to behave like Trump. <laughs> and it lists all the things that you can't do. It's still not socially acceptable. You can't do any of those things. You can't grab people by the pussy. And, and you just go, oh, good. There, I'm, I'm right. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I thought, yeah. Yeah. And that's yeah. another thing I think why it's so important to, like, capture – just how, like our emotions and how we're feeling right now is that it's already starting to dissipate. I think the, like, I don't know what was the, the publication today that published the first kind of big, really normal congratulations, president Trump cover that wasn't like <laughs> what the fuck or America mourns. Or God, blah, the blah, New York and it was yesterday. Just oh my God. Yeah. So many incredible like covers and stuff. But then today we've got 
Donald Trump's incredible journey to the White House. Congratulations, President Trump. You know, and I'm like, oh, don't fucking President forget, Trump. guys. Yeah, let's don't forget. Not, let's not. Yeah. Well, here's a thing. This is this was my favorite moment of the day. So um, Trump went to the White House earlier um, today and met with Barack Obama. They've never met before. I'm sure he's a really nice guy. I tell you, deal. And um, <laughs> and I was watching the clip of the body language between the two of them. And then I looked at the framing of where they were sitting in the Oval Office. So you've got Barack Obama on the right. You've got Donald Trump sitting next to him looking like uh, yesterday's candy floss. And just <laughs> carefully, like really fucking carefully placed just to the side of Trump's head is the bust of Martin Luther King that um, Obama apparently took the bust of Winston Churchill out of the Oval Office and put Martin Luther King in. Wow. And it has been very carefully set because you know that they set the yeah. stage, yeah. just to the side of his head. That's so there's, there's Martin Luther King, wow. Barack Obama, and in the middle, this little candy floss fucking fucktard. Shit sandwich. <laughs> and you know that they did that on purpose, and yeah. you just fist bump the shit out of them. Yeah. That's it's wonderful. Incredible. I mean, and did you see those images of everyone just crying at the White House today? Like everyone in Barack Obama's camp. Just... Yeah, oh. I'm not... So I'm not surprised that they would be trying to do every single little... Kind yes. of microaggression, yeah. you can you know, just anything. Spoons, Mr. President. We yeah. don't have spoons. <laughs> Who left that banana peel there, President Trump? Imagine what it's like to be White House staff and have served maybe for eight years under the Obamas, and you're going to have the Trumps in your house. Mm-hmm. What's that like? Yeah, horrific. I mean, People Magazine was straight in there the day after with. A big happy family pictorial feature oh. about, I think it was Ivana Trump, not even Melania, and their like right. family album mm-hmm. of People Magazine going, congratulations. It was like less than like 12 hours later or something. It's yeah. Insane. That's that's crazy. I also saw something else that I really, really didn't like on Twitter, um, which was people were sharing naked images of Melania Trump. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here comes your first lady or whatever. That's horrific. And it's like, and, you know, I don't know if these people were, like, liberals taking any stab they can, but it's like, it's like Michelle says, you don't go low, you go high. And that was just, that I'm like, that's Trump. That's what Trump would do, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. anything that Trump would do. Well, that's no, what no. he did. That's <laughs> what he did. Well, who was it? Was it, was it Cruz's wife or Rubio's wife? That, I mean, that's oh, what he really? did. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, published unpleasant photographs of her in, in, in her earlier years. And that's where those Melania Trump <clears throat> images first arrived, I believe. But, um, yeah, no, that's, I'm not having that. I'm not mm-hmm. having that. And I'm really, I'm so careful. Not, I don't want to um, uh, be um, rude about Melania or Ivanka or I mean, they're kind of easy targets, and I'm not doing that. I won't go there. It's, if, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not their fault. <laughs> exactly. That's all you got to like. Just like that poor boy on stage who was looked like he was going to pass out. Is that his son? Yeah, Baron. Poor, poor Baron. Oh, poor None Baron. of this is any of their fault. No, you it's know? not. No, it's just like they're just there. They're probably not even that happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, so Hilton's brother is also called Baron. Really? Yeah. Baron Hilton. Baron Trump. Baron Hilton. Baron the Trump. poor Baron. Baron Trump. Ron for short. Oh, I get it. Ron yeah. and Don. Right? Oh, Give him a It's a bit on the nose, eh? Like, oh. I mean, I guess St. West. New money is what that is. I should have called my daughter 
Queen A Court. Yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed to in New Zealand. Are you not? No, you're not allowed that's to give people that, titles. That's, I think that's a good rule. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about how New Zealand, like, I've been trying to look for the good again and I've mm. been looking around and I'm like, okay, there's some good stuff happening here. You know, today, Chloe Swarbrick, yep. <laughs> going to go, going to run for yeah. parliament for the Greens. There's, you know, the council just passed a thing to stop the drilling that's going to kill all the Maui do- dolphins. There yeah. are like, there's all these things happening. And um, how is it going to affect us, do you think, in the long term? What's going to, what's going to happen? <laughs> I mean, people have sort of been predicting that our election is going to like follow along the same lines and people are going to get more extreme. And I just really don't think. So I, mm. I, feel, I just really feel like it's going to go in the other direction. I, mean, I don't even know anything anymore. So, But anyway, I still, <laughs> I still feel like the next election we're going to come out of it with a Labour and Greens government. I feel that way because I feel like if nothing else, New Zealand, we've never been too far left or too far right in our politics. Mm-hmm. And so what has happened over there can't be repeated here. Yeah. Um, you know, the Conservative Party and ACT Party, they've never, ever had that much support in New Zealand and I don't see that changing anytime soon. And I feel like people will react to what has happened in America in the other way, in the other direction. I think New Zealand as a, as a whole are, like, horrified. Yeah, mm. I think so. And especially as more stories of violence and, you know, the fallout from what they've done, the more of those stories that come out... I feel like the rest of the world, not just New Zealand, but the rest of the world, hopefully, although things aren't looking great for France and Germany. Um, but, yeah, I have hope that New Zealand will stay stay true to those values. We're in the third term of our I'm not an establishment politician um, prime ministership, right? Because mm. John Key came in, not, I'm not a career politician, I'm a businessman. Yeah. And I'm My job run... is to make money and I'm great yeah. at it. Yeah, I'm going to mm. run New Zealand Inc. And so we've had that. So, you know, in some ways that little pustule has been boost <laughs> for us. Um, and also culturally, New Zealand is remarkably uh, tolerant. You know, I always mm. think about how Georgina Beyer was elected yeah. as mayor of Carterton, which is incredibly conservative farming. You know, they just go, she's great. We'll have yeah. her. Um, we're, we're pretty good with that mm. kind of stuff. And I hope that we hold on to that. But I do think that the one thing, one of the lessons that we need to take is that you can piss off your working poor and your and you're slightly entitled um, white middle class for just so long and then they'll get fucked up and, yeah. and throw all the toys out of the cot. Mm-hmm. And I do think that the, you know, our problems with um, housing affordability is um, something that has to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, when you hear those parents in America saying, my son and daughter have master's degrees and they're earning $15 an hour and they'll never have the life that we had and that we dream of, that's happening. That conversation's happening in New Zealand as well with people mm-hmm. saying, my child can't afford to live in the city they were brought up in. Um, so, yeah, it is a little... Another one of the many wake-up calls that actually we might have to fucking do something about that. Yeah. Mm. It's just a lot more manageable with a smaller population. I think America needs to carve itself up. It's too many countries. That's too many people. There's no way of creating one system and one set of rules that could cater to the needs of 300 million people. It doesn't make any sense, especially 
you know, every single state has a different climate. It has a different demographic. It's yeah, like Hawaii so. and a Alaska not be in the same country. <laughs> yeah, it's scary. And the fact that half the people who voted didn't know the other half were going to vote like that. The media couldn't call this. Exactly. You can't get a gauge on a country yeah. that big because there's all these people hiding in the hills yeah. <laughs> who if come they, down. From... The, the, the tricky thing is that they what they need to do is get the, the West Coast and the East Coast to join up <laughs> and let the, all the flyover states, you know, yeah. deal with themselves. Yeah, see. but it's like geographically tricky. But fuck <laughs> it. You know, if you can build a wall along the border with yeah. Mexico, you could probably move New York That's to L.A. Point. Yeah, come on, babes. <laughs> hey, so some positive things. Is it time yeah, to talk? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because one of the one of the positive things in the last thirty six hours for me has been, you know, because you're an auntie. The aunties are a group of people who look after women and and children in refuge, um, and before they get there and after they leave. And one of the things that happened yesterday, according to our auntie in charge, Auntie Jackie, was that a lot of people were getting in touch with her on Facebook and saying, I'm really upset and I'm really frightened and I have to do something. What do you need? And she mm-hmm. said, OK, we've got a new family in refuge and we need some sheets and towels and we need some size 12 knickers and some, you know, whatever. And people were wanting to do practical things so that they felt like they were delivering something good into the world. Um, that's great. Yeah, so that's one of the one of the ways that you can feel better about this and less powerless and, and, and stuff is to do those practical things. And I'm holding in my head, I've just invented for myself a hashtag, um, this is not what Trump would do. And uh, that's a filter I'm going to run shit through. And if, if it's not something yeah. that Donald Trump would do, I'm probably putting my hand up for it. Yeah, just anything you can kind of do right now. I've been... Doing a lot of the wireless published quite a good kind yeah. of directory of things you can do. You can volunteer or start organizing events or just help out or just send someone a message. You know, it can be as easy as just sitting down having a conversation with someone just to feel like you're, yeah, doing anything but <laughs> living the Donald Trump way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you have any other tips, Leone? Have, have you felt like there's anything else we can do right now? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's like you say, you feel like you need to do something, you need to contribute something. There are so many ways that you can do that. And of course, I I will advocate for living your life that way. And I kind of, you know, always have, you know, you should always not think about your life as only starring you is how we should all live our lives. You know, we should all think in terms of how many other lives are touched by ours in the short time that we're here on the planet. Mm. But I'm still in that I'm still in that stage where it all feels so hopeless. Mm. It's not like I I don't I'm not giving up and I will continue to read things written by women and minorities that make me feel better about this and I will continue to advocate for doing things for other people and for standing up for other people. Um I just want I just need some indication from the universe that there's enough of us. Yeah. Uh, Right now it just doesn't seem like there's enough of us, but I mean, I guess that's, this is probably how Hillary Clinton has felt for a lot of her career. You work Uh, and you work and you work and you have some wins and you have some losses. And sometimes you probably wonder what the fuck it's all for. Mm. Um, And I've heard Obama uh, talk along the same lines. And so I guess that you, just concentrate on the work and mm-hmm. it's not about an end goal and it's not about winning an election. Yeah. It's about mm. continuing to live 
uh, a good life and to be really good to people. Mm. One of the useful things in, in times of trauma and crisis like this is to remember that there have been other times of trauma and crisis. I remember having a long conversation, conversation with my mother who's in her 80s now and not long after she'd had me <clears throat> and when my brother was about three or four years old, um, she lived through the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1962 and for 13 days the whole world believed and was mm. on the brink of nuclear war and she... Um, was incredibly affected by that um, and it took a long time for her to get, I mean I'm talking probably years, for her to lose the sense that the world could end at any moment yeah. and you know what the fuck had she done, she told me, she felt um, bringing two children into this world mm -hmm. and and you know I, I kind of, and I grew up in the fallout of that, that I grew up as a child in the 60s and 70s who, um, you know, was shown what to do in the case of a nuclear explosion. You know, you get under your desk and put your head between your knees <laughs> and clearly kiss your ass goodbye. <laughs> so, and that's not a, well, maybe it is a threat now, but it hasn't, you know, that stopped being a constant daily cloud yeah. over mm -hmm. us for, for decades. And then, you know, there was the Cold War. And, and so we go through these periods where it seems like the end of the world is imminent and it hasn't ever been yet. True. And only, it's only going to take <laughs> one time. Once, yeah. I'm trying to be positive. But, yeah. you know, it, it, we... I see where you're going. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, we no, come through. Goes. And we'll be doing On the Rag in five years and be going, remember the fucking time crazy. that they yeah. elected Trump? Yeah. How hilarious. <laughs> and isn't it cool having a second President Obama? Yeah, I did, um, talking of nukes, I did see some encouraging news that apparently the military the like nuke button, they have one that they put out that's like a dummy one. And so when the president pushes it, it just sends an alert to them, but it doesn't actually send anything off. It's just like the president's at it again. And they have put that in place. <laughs> I mean, that was just on Twitter, but I believe everything I see on Twitter. Sure. And it sounds like the kind of thing that should definitely feel, be happening. I feel it's probably like I'm going to, symbolic of a lot of the things that I think people are going to have to put in place to deal with President Trump. Like, just like dummy White House, dummy phone. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, we need your signature on this. And it's just sort of like a pizza menu. Yeah. <laughs> and actually there's just like a, a board of people making all that. But I mean, I like I said earlier, I mean, the, the shadow cabinet, just as terrifying as he is, you know, like. Mm. They have a puppet that they can make the face of all of their terrible decisions and all the policies built to silence women and minorities. And, yeah. you know, and he gets to bear the brunt of that. And so now, you know, he, he gets to take the blame for all of that whilst continuing to sign off on it. Yeah, because he doesn't care. Because right? he doesn't care. No, he doesn't actually care. And I don't think he's got the stamina to um, ever focus on this job properly. I think so, you'll find he's got tremendous stamina. Tremendous Tremendous, stamina. Is it tremendous? stamina. And a very good temperament. Well, the best temperament. <laughs> he is going to be the best president that God ever created, I tell you. Um, I have this lovely, you know, sort of comedic fantasy going on in my head that he's just going to, after inauguration, after the 20th of January he's going to turn around and go nah I don't want it I just I just mm. wanted to prove I could do oh it so and great. now I'm bored I mean, and then we get Mike yeah. Pence want to do something else yeah well yeah there's that yeah. you do don't you oh yeah. he's worse oh, oh hold on oh, give the 
a fetuses a funeral. Oh, that's, is that the it's same a, guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's how he's Mr. Electric Shock Treatment Cures Homosexuality. And, and hold a funeral for this you. This is his running mate. Oh, oh, my God. Yeah. We're oh back no. to everything. We're fucked. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, sorry. There, was, fucked. there was a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. Um, um, I'm yeah. finding my garden very soothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What other thing? Oh, yeah, I was going to say, the next morning I was kind of, after I watched Hillary's speech and I was late for work, <laughs> had a cry, late for work, I was walking and I was kind of panicking, having that real, what can I do right now? How can I make myself feel better in mm. this exact moment? So I started really over the top Lee saying good morning to everyone that I walked past <laughs> like like an actual like <laughs> like That's I've so never cute. done before and I was like walking trying to walk around like a cartoon character like I was thinking of um like Amy Adams and Enchanted like everything's fine Good morning, just like really sing-songy to every stranger I saw. I probably that's like the first signs of insanity. <laughs> like I wasn't sure, and I could see myself doing it, and I knew I was like talking too loud and giving it too much, but I didn't care. Like I was just like, I need someone to just Brittle talk back smile to me right upon now. the face. Like, we're all right, guys. Come on, <laughs> and like you know, it was fifty-fifty to be honest. The response I got, but it made me feel better. You know, yeah, yeah. just remind yourself, like, okay. Here I am right now. There are humans here. Yeah. Connect as soon as you can. Yeah. It's called Sharon Stoning It. And this uh, really great comedy that me and Harry started watching. <laughs> this guy decided to start living his life by Sharon Stoning It, which apparently she famously said that um, if she's not feeling an emotion as an actress, she just does the facial expression yeah. and the feeling comes later. Right. Yeah. There's, yeah. There's some physiological evidence that this is so. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think we've all spent the – Last few days, Sharon stoning it, and probably will continue <laughs> yeah. to do so for the next Fuck four yeah. years. That's great advice. I was thinking of something else when you said Sharon stoning. <laughs> so was I. I was just going to uncross my legs and cross them again, but that's wrong. So we're not in the world where you can be doing that right now. Um, yeah, I'm also. I've decided this weekend I'm going to take myself to Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, on Saturday night. <gasps> nice, so nice. excited. Yeah. Sequins, oh cocktails. I'm just. Yeah. Really, I've been thinking about drinking a lot. I don't know. Like, I know that's not the way out. But that's what I'm doing. I'm not sure I'm recommending it. No, but yeah, it's so annoying that hangovers have to be. A I'm thing. not going to exactly. stop. So just I'm going to persevere with that plan of action. I'm also going to go after this, I'm going to go to Trade Aid and buy vast quantities of Trade Aid soap because mm. soap makes me happy every day in the shower, every day, nice smelling soap. And buying Trade Aid means that I feel like I'm doing something good for somebody somewhere in the world as yep. well. So mm-hmm. so those are small, small things. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to know what we can do here in little old New Zealand, even though what has happened all the way over there in big old America actually does affect us. Mm. Um, but, yeah, we I guess we've just got no choice but to do these things that soothe us personally and then act locally in ways that help other people and just hope to fuck that other people are <laughs> acting and living their lives in the same way. Soothing and connecting. Yeah. Can I ask you... Ladies, something that I'm really um, struggling with because one of the things that we're being told is that we've all been living in our own little bubble and that's why the result shocked us. Shocked everybody. I bet it shocked Trump supporters as well. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Shocked Trump. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And probably disappointed him. (laughs) Um, 
I, uh, what do we do? Because so now I'm getting all the stuff on my Facebook page from people going, he's going to be great and he's not a criminal like Hillary. I don't know that they talk like that. You have the worst Facebook page. I publish public posts. Oh, right. So Uh, I just had somebody this morning and I'm going, you know, so which part of sexual assault isn't um, a crime, dude? But so I'm, I'm kind of engaging with people, but... It's exhausting. And mm-hmm. at the moment I feel really bruised and hurt. Yeah. So I don't know. There's, there's got to be some um, algorithm that tells you that you need to surround yourself and connect with the people who share a similar worldview and support and affirm you. But at the same time, you need to be open to mm. hearing those voices. Yeah. How the fuck does that and work? And how do you find them when you've found such a nice, yeah. cushy place of lovely people? I don't want to leave, but I do want to know, you know, like it's like you, you don't want to look, but you do Yeah, to know what's going on out there. I don't know. I think I like. Mean, do we though, do we have to know everything that is going through the head of every other person? I don't want no. to. I am just thinking out loud yeah. here. I mean, I don't. I mean, I've been wondering the same thing. Like, it's not just us that are in this bubble. Apparently, the world's media were yeah. in the same bubble as us. It yeah, wasn't yeah. just. It was a huge bubble. <laughs> yeah, it was a huge bubble. <laughs> so essentially, that means like half the population don't give a shit about what happens in the media uh, at all. Because, this, I mean, at the end of the day, this is where mm. we get all of our information mm. and the way that, so you're communicating with these people that share a different point of view from you that is also via the media. So. There's not really any other way of communicating with people outside of that except for face-to-face in our communities. Mm. Yeah. That's that's the only thing outside the bubble. And usually my approach to social media is that I don't want to engage with people on Facebook or Twitter who I wouldn't have in my living room Mm. because that doesn't do anything for my mental health. So maybe what I'm thinking I need to do is – um, get rid of the, the people who are making me sad mm-hmm. and angry, um, the individuals, because they're, yeah. Mm. yeah. But maybe what I need to do is find a couple of right-wing or conservative um, news sources, websites that will tell me what they're thinking but without somebody actually throwing some shit at me personally. Screaming at you. Yeah. 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 So, you know, like going to a meeting, I'm making a parallel, going to a meeting of of people who I don't agree with, as opposed to walking down the street and having some fucktard shouting at me from a passing car. Because mm. that's so what it feels like. It's actually going to stop listening to talk back. No, I can't do that. That makes me so sad. This is the meeting that you are <laughs> yeah, describing. I can't do that. But maybe, the, but what about I mean, a sensible... I mean, screaming at you personally, just the yeah, universe. Yeah, but is there a sensible right-wing or sensible conservative, <laughs> or is this oxymoronic, everything that I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> that I could read so I could go, oh, that's what they're yeah. thinking. Okay, but it's expressed at least with some intelligence and maybe a modicum of compassion. There needs to be some kind of mediation point in the world where you can go and just exchange documents or something. Yeah. Just go, this is what's going on right now. Can we have yeah. yours? Don't want to look at you. Don't want to talk to don't you. Don't want to talk to you. Just want to see. Just want to see what's going on. I mean, I guess the, the people that you're describing are the Republicans against Trump, of which there was a large group. Yeah. And they were mm. fairly vocal. Mm. I guess what I really, so, so I really wanted to, I know, I know about them because every now and then I flick on Fox News just for a minute. Yeah. But, but, and I don't think oh, they're the ones I want to hear from. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I am kind of interested in hearing from the people in the Rust Belt 
about why they're so miserable. And I've had read over the last little while some, you know, great things. Um, hillbilly elegy. Um, you know, people who who are hurting and feeling invisible and disenfranchised, and all the things that the rest of us feel for different reasons. Mm. So. I don't know. Yeah, and I think you made a really good point when we're having our long, sprawling, um, getting exceptionally drunk Facebook chat that went over a few hours. <laughs> was like you said, okay, so there's this group of people that have have historically are just starting to feel this oppression for the very first yes. time. Look how fucking fast they mobilized, and look how powerful their voice was. Did I say that? Fuck, I'm I'm clever. When I'm <laughs> they pissed. got exactly what they wanted. It's true though. Within one presidency. Yeah. So these are I mean, you know I think of them as quite kind of entitled whiny people who are going. You're not listening to me. You're not representing my voice. Mm. And and uh, yeah, like I say, it took you know how many hundred years to for the civil rights movement to achieve what it achieved and how long has it taken women to win the vote? I mean, you know, in, in America, women were fighting for the right to vote for from the 1870s to the 1922. Um, it took a really long time. These guys, yeah, they achieved that in mm. eight years. Well, unless, actually, they achieved it in a year and a half. Yeah, so what's the secret? Trucker hats. Just yeah. got to print a whole lot. that's it. Just, merch. just need to get right into merch. Yeah, just get started, guys. It's been in front of our faces the whole time. It's all about merch. <laughs> Tracker hats, and Good I slogan. think you need a reality TV star to lead your "I'm Making Rabbit Ears" movement. I vote, and the Champagne Lady. Oh my! If she, if we made her the face of feminism, I reckon we'd fucking have that clocked by. <laughs> I suspect Anne has some pretty old-fashioned uh, yeah. ideas. She about. doesn't have to agree with the ideas. <laughs> you can't wear a bikini after 20 is my first policy. That's it. But see, Trump doesn't give a shit about people in the middle of America either. He just he was just their voice. They were, you know, romping along and he jumped on and whipped the horses and away they went. So, yeah, no, I think it's Anne yeah. the Champagne Lady for feminism. Yeah. Oh, I just feel like screaming. God. Am I drinking? I <laughs> no, can't tell. We are drinking tea, by the way. Um, tea. We've resisted Splendid today. Tea. I wanted to read through some things that we've had on our On The Rag Facebook page. And thank you so much for talking to us, especially this time round when it felt so cold and lonely and scary. It's so nice to know that there are people out there who are listening and commenting. Yes. Um, someone's been eating a lot of ravioli, which I like. There's been a lot of kind of food-based reactions, yeah. I think it's completely natural. Mm. I have definitely been eating my feelings over the last couple of days. The thing. I got, I bought myself the same morning after I was screaming good morning at everyone on the way in. I, <laughs> I love I, it. I hop skipped it all the way to McDonald's and got a large chocolate shake for breakfast. Oh, <laughs> and awesome. it was just delicious. The other, exactly thing, what I the other thing I tried to do yesterday to <clears throat> fill the void was buy shoes. <gasps> Did they? Oh, that's Did a great. I didn't help. It didn't help. But you've no. got shoes. Well, I've shoes got new did you shoes. get? I'm wearing them right now. Oh, lovely shoes, comfy. Oh, they're cool. They're comfortable sneakers. Like um, but you know, Adidas, I don't know, big, big multinational, probably some kind of child labour in there somewhere. Mm. Yeah, but at least a kid got a job. <laughs> It's the sort of logic my dad uses. <laughs> Here we go. Um, someone else has said, Rachel Mills said listening to tons of Kiwi music is helping her. That was lovely. Yeah, um, yeah cool. we've got a lot to be proud of here and a lot of our own problems to solve, which I think is a really good point to yeah, kind of, exactly. yes, we're spending all this time freaking out about America, which is completely valid and completely real, but also let's 
start here, you yeah. know, let's look here and see what's going on. Um, someone posted a lovely photo, a lovely video of just some pigs in a bath. Oh, um, I've seen that video. Just some really good animal videos. I've been loving this one that's obviously been around for a while because I posted it thinking I was like hot shit. And everyone was like, yeah, I saw this three years ago. <laughs> but it's like some big kind of gopher thing standing in front of a giant <laughs> valley just shouting. It's going, ah! <laughs> and it's, I think it's real. And it really cheered me up. No, that's a man's voice yelling. That's I thought real. it was the goat for yelling. <laughs> I don't but know you know how a goat can, <laughs> you know how a goat can yell like a human? That's true. Yeah. Like, it was pre- like, <laughs> <laughs> but a man's voice yelling. So you mean, you mean the other video where the gopher is saying, Ellen, Ellen, <laughs> Ellen. That's not actually the gopher, right? Yeah. Blue and the rainbow you live on. Alex. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Have you seen this video? <laughs> Look, I'm just in my own bubble. <laughs> um, and thank you to the people who listen to our podcast as well as a way of getting through. That is just like mind blowingly comforting to know that. Yeah, I and spent a lot of time on the OTI Facebook page the last couple of days as well, mm. just because sometimes you want to see a virtual friendly face which everyone yeah. on our facebook page is and there were some really nice links to um websites that were mm. you know survival tips there was the the yes and yes and and the link to i think the wireless as well uh, about undoing the trump effect so those are good places to go to so. mm. Mm. i mean yeah one thing i um also did when i woke up the next morning was um just read things by women which turned out into just reading lots of poetry by women, which I found incredibly comforting. And I wanted to put a whole bunch of them up on the spin-off, but it turns out you need permission to publish people's poems. So that was a shame. Yeah. But um, What about on our Facebook, though? Maybe we can do, yeah. yeah. No rules on Facebook. There's no rules. No. It's international waters. It's in the public domain. Yeah. As with any issue that affects women or minority groups, just read things written by those mm. groups. That's... Mm. That's the best way to be informed about issues that affect you or affect them is just to read their voices. Yeah, and watch things. People were saying, you know, now's the time to watch Orange is the New Black and things like Jane the Virgin and look at how, you know. It's a really unfortunate title. Trump. Oh, Orange is the New Black. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, no. Someone that must have used it as like a headline, Rowan. some kind of awful headline by now, right? Anyway. I feel like the gopher now screaming <laughs> with a man's voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also take care of yourself is another one we've been seeing a lot on these kind of on these um, blogs about what you should be doing. You know, mm. take time out, take mental health moments. Yeah, go for walks, talk to nice people. Try and find some kind of joy and yeah. start start getting shit done is the other thing. Have yeah. cups of tea and figure it out. Like yeah. Leslie Nope said, she's like, her quote was something like, I like to drink hot chocolate and do things. The <laughs> Leslie Nope post was so great. It was lovely. And brought yeah. me so much joy. And I, I weirdly found it, um, like her analogy about the school mm. election and the farting T-Rex. Yeah. Very comforting. Very that even though America has voted for a farting T-Rex, <laughs> there are still <laughs> Leslie Notes that want the best for the country. Yeah. And we yeah, should all, those, all be a Leslie Note. And all those people are still there. You know, all, those, there. all those great Americans are still there. All those comedians, all those social commentators, all those musicians, actors, all those great people, they're still there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just as an aside, was the Leslie Note piece actually written by Amy Poehler? I don't know. Because it has it just got Leslie Note's it's name just, on it, right? 
is she real? <laughs> is this like the gopher again? <laughs> like the whole time? <laughs> I don't know. I would love to know. Doesn't it say written by a staff writer? Does that help? No. I feel like Amy no, Powell would says, probably write something that cool. Yeah. She, I mean, is, all I can see is it's just Vox updated by Leslie Nope. There is hope. Alex, will you be compiling a, a list of really great things to read and consume on the yes, internet? Yes, I am. So if you are listening to this, this is going to get meta now. If you're listening to this, you're already on the, this page. So scroll down. Um, and I've got no, further, the, I've picked further. out the best parts of the best things we've read in the past few days cool. and put them together. And honestly, when you read it all together, there's a lot of hope there. There's a lot of there's a lot of there's some jokes, not too many, but there are some. And there's just some good encouraging, get you racked up, get angry, but also be kind. <laughs> I yes. feel like is kind of the main yeah. thing. To and, yourself and each other. Yeah. And just don't forget how you're feeling right now and don't let it dissipate. I think that's one of the main yeah. things. Well. It's so easy to just be like, oh, I'm so busy. Yeah. Mm. So that's us. Do we have anything else to add? I just want to do a shout out for Helen Kelly, who um, is, as far as I'm concerned, and always will be the New Zealander of the year, um, who died in October. And um, and her, one of her last interviews talked about how what we really need, what she dreams of for New Zealand after a, a lifetime of activism and fighting for the right of the rights of the small people, the people who don't have voices in a way that Donald Trump never could. She said that what we need more than anything else in the world is kindness. Mm-hmm. And that's a great mm. note to end on, I think. So yeah. thank you, really, for listening. Thank you so much for joining me. You too. <laughs> I need you right now. Yeah, yeah this is lovely. <laughs> yeah, thanks, yeah. guys. So just sit in circles, have chats, be nice. Yeah. And we'll see you back. Hopefully, we won't have to have an emergency pod like this for a long time, but we'll see you next month anyway. Yeah. All right. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to our special emergency episode of On The Rag. Uh, we'd just like to thank our sponsors at Bond Tampons. Uh, they are a 100% New Zealand, 100% organic tampon brand who care about your bodies a lot more than Donald Trump does. So please check them out at bondtampons.co.nz. Thank you. Kia ora e te iwi. Te Aihe Butler here, podcast manager at The Spinoff. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a spin-off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.